This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Philly's Backstage, a special edition of Philly's Backstage. Uh, Tom and John here, and we are at the home of Bernie Perrant. Not only Legendary. the home of Bernie Perrant, Tom, wow. we are out on a deck on overlooking a deck. the bay in Avalon, in a gorgeous Avalon. day. Uh, someone says we have a tough job, and I, I just can't say that we do. <laughs> job. It's not a job, yeah, John. No. no, this is not working. <laughs> Bernie, thanks for joining us. This is uh, oh. really great. Yeah, well, this is good to see you guys, man. Well, well thanks for letting us join you. I mean, I feel like we're invading uh, your house here, but uh, thanks well, for being so welcome. You are, awesome. you are in the way, but that's all right. <laughs> no, guys, yeah. He's in the way. Yeah. I'm fine, right, Bernie? <laughs> now, okay, well, well, I was going to say, Bernie... And, you know, one of the last times we saw you, well, I just saw you a couple weeks ago, but one of the last times we saw you professionally, uh, you were throwing out the first pitch. Yeah. Tom, yeah. was that not the greatest first pitch uh, in all of Philly's history? You have Bernie, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, flyers of all time. Yeah, yeah. You have Dr. J, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, uh, sixer of all time. You had Brandon Graham, just won a Super Bowl with the Eagles. Superstar, obviously. And then you had Mike Schmidt, arguably the greatest Philly of all time. All throwing at the first pitch to Chase Utley, Ryan Howard, Jimmy Rollins, and Shane Victorino. Bang. That was a classic, Bernie. Wasn't that cool? Wasn't that awesome? Was that cool for you? That was, uh, you know what? You know what's nice? When we got done, we had to walk by the uh, dugout, the Phillies, right? And, um, of course, I hugged a uh, coach. Yep. Rob Thompson, now, who's yeah, from Canada. From Canada. And then I saw uh, Harper. I looked at him in the eyes. He looked at me, and I said, hey, buddy. I said, touch the rings. It's a good luck charm. Nice. Okay? He touched the rings, and the first at bat, he hit the home run. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? The yeah. rings, the uh, yeah. Stanley Cup rings, John. What, yeah. what, are, you, what are you doing today, Bernie? We might, we might, we might need to send the whole team. There, right? <laughs> or can we at least borrow your rings? Does it work without you? Yeah, yeah. Or just uh, the rings? Yeah, sure. Why not? Sure. Uh, that uh, was just a great moment for us, too, uh, Bernie. I mean, uh, the Phillies making it to the World Series. The town just totally behind the team. Great crowd. Um, you know, a great run for us. Uh, you follow the Phillies, and you're probably into that oh, whole of run course, with the Phillies. Of sure. But how, how many people were there now? Because I'm not sure. 45,000? 45,000. 45, 50,000. And that sat there. It was my first live um, World Series game. Really? The first one. Yeah, all right. And I'm sitting there, and I'm watching the crowd, you know, the, uh, and, and the players too, but watching the excitement. 
you know, within the code, it was just, just incredible. You can't buy that. You know, you have to earn it, and they well, did. And it's interesting because you were there, obviously, as a fan. You threw out the first pitch, but you're there as a fan. And yet, uh, back in the 70s, here you are. They're, they're screaming for you, and you're in that Bryce Harper role, right? I mean, so. Yeah, uh, but they're showing for me, but it cost me a lot of money. For <laughs> <laughs> and now, you're probably but, not focused now, on it. It's a different, now, it's course, a different perspective. But, yeah. but you know what? I'm, I'm so grateful you know, grateful to have been, been quickly here to to have been part of a uh, Philly team. You know, it was it was incredible. And I shall, I have to share this quick little story with people. You know, you have to take risk in life. You know, calculated calculated risk. where you have to take risk. I remember when I was with Toronto at the time, they um, I had learned how to play goal from Jacques Plant. My idol, you know, when I was a kid, he's still my idol. And his sister and lived on the same street, right? Next door to us. Yep. Yeah. He would come in once a summer, big, big open car, right? A big Cadillac. He would come out with a, a cowboy hat on and a cigar. And I was watching from the window, you know, that kitchen window. I, was, I had the shake, you know, just, just incredible to, uh, to see him. But anyway, going back to quickly to my story was at the end of a second year, which I had learned so much from him, how to play goal. By second year, the World Hockey League came in, okay? And I received a phone call, and they said, would you like to join us? Well, I said, let me think about it. National Hockey League forever. And, um, you know, the, a new league, the World Hockey League. So um, I thought about this, and I said, you know, what I learned from Plum, I said, if it doesn't work out, I'll come back National Hockey League. Well, it didn't work out, Okay. So I came back to the National Hockey League, which you had to go back to your original team, which was Toronto. And, and I, um, I went back, and a few weeks later, Toronto traded me back to Philly. And the next two years, we won two Stanley Cups. So if I didn't take the risk, I would right. have never played in Philly. Well, let's go back to those years. Uh, and obviously... You had, uh, it's almost like you were the Sandy Koufax of hockey, where, you know, Sandy Koufax uh, had arguably you know, two or three of the best years ever in baseball. And Bernie, the people say that you had the two best years of any goalie. Obviously, you won the Vizina Trophy, uh, right? And you won the Hart Trophy, right? Um, your team won it. But also, you he had shutouts in the clinching games both years against the uh, Bruins and the Sabres. Sabres, Ta yeah. Talk about the Bruins. I love you. You got to tell the great story. You've, you've been on my radio show a bunch, and I've heard you. Mm -hmm. Tell the story about, uh, you know, I guess Bobby Orr gets a penalty with two minutes and 20 seconds left, right? Yeah. But then, yeah, then you take it from there. Yeah. Then there's 10 seconds to go. We're at the spectrum. 19,000 people, whatever. Everybody's cheering. Everybody's pumped, right? And uh, there's 10 seconds left in the game, and the faceoff is in Boston's end, right? So they figure everything's fine. <laughs> we have it made. <laughs> so, so the linesman dropped the puck, and the puck goes back to Orr, okay? And um, Orr shoots the puck all the way down the ice. And I'm looking at this luck at the same time. And I think the puck missed the net by about two <laughs> feet or whatever. And wasn't Joe Watson screaming at you? <laughs> <laughs> Joe was behind the net. <laughs> you know, and uh, he got behind the net and he said, Frenchie, what are you doing? What are you doing? We're winning this in the cup, for God's sake. You uh. know, but, but uh, you know, we um, think about this. We could have we lost. 
Did it again. And, and we wouldn't be on this porch right now interviewing you because you'd be the goat, not the MVP. Yeah. A different kind of goat. Forget different. the porch. Forget the house. I'd be swimming. Yeah. Uh, and then, what, a day or two later, Bernie, uh, the great parade. That's really where you saw the passion of the Philadelphia sports fan, right? Yep. Yeah. We, uh, the first year, we, we each had individual cars, okay? But we didn't have any barriers. So a lot of cars got damaged. Rightfully so, in a way, because people were excited and the whole bit. Now, the second year when we had the parade, think about this, we um, we had the uh, float. So I got on the float, right? And they said, you're sitting in the front front row. Really? So I walked, you know, and, get, and the only seat open was uh, next to Frank Rizzo. Remember Frank? Well, of, course. of course. You know, I love Frank. He's a good man. So um, finally, we get going. I'm sitting next to him. And I'm looking, and I said, Frank, I said, what the hell are you doing? He's look, looking up all the time, right? He said, oh, I'm looking for snipers. Really? <laughs> I got up. I said, you're on your own, buddy. <laughs> I'll get in that other float. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> well, then you also, there was an issue, too. When we had our World Series parade in 2008, uh, Dave Montgomery had the foresight to say on the on the, on the the um, floats, we're going to have, uh, we need porta-potties. We need restrooms on there. Well, you guys were in individual cars, so obviously mm-hmm. you didn't have restrooms in the cars. So what happened when you had to... Uh, when you had to use a little uh, bathroom break. Well, we stopped, we stopped the, um, the parade, of course, and I had um, four guards to take me to this home. You know, we knock at the door. You know, <laughs> Could I use your bathroom? <laughs> parade, right? And she knew who you were, right? Or well, the person uh, knew who you were? Yeah, somebody told them. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine, John? Can you imagine that? But this is the beauty of um, living in Philly. And then a year later, guess what they did? They mounted the the bat, the... um, The the, porta-potties right on the float. No, no, on on, on our wall. Yeah, they had a little pile, like a little... Oh, oh. Bernie Bernie weed here. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I would have done the same thing. The beauty of winning, you know? So then the the next year, Bernie, and I guess the the thing that stands out against uh, that finals against Buffalo was the fog game. And Mm -hmm. and the thing I had to remember, and I was like, I had to look it up again, because I was like, am I remembering this wrong? But uh, when... uh, uh, the bat arrived. Yeah. There was yeah. a bat flying around, and then and then it was so you had a bat flying around, which one of the Buffalo players, I think. Uh, no, no, it was our him. our buddy, Bill one of our good friends, no. uh, yeah, Rick McLeish. Rick McLeish got, got, yeah. got it got it off the ice. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then the fog came, and Bernie, I, I know you have probably been asked about that game a, a million times, but really, how hard was it to see that puck? Well, you know what? That's why I have a radar on my boat now. <laughs> radar. <laughs> yeah. That's a good idea. So, but the um, uh, Perot came in across across the red line. You could only see from the waist up at that time, right? And he, sh- he shot. I, from his motion, I could tell the puck was going to my left in the corner, okay? and um, But I couldn't see it. Mm. But I heard it hit, hit the boards. And when it came out, somehow, I don't know how um, Robert saw it, but he um, he took the one slap shot. I never saw it. And, and then it went in. Mm. You know, yeah. So 
Now, it's interesting because the French Connection, Gilbert, Rene Robert, and Rick Martin. Rick Martin. Right? And then you ended up having a boat called the French Connection. Yeah. But that had no connection to their French Connection. No, <laughs> no, because uh, I, I want hope to. Not. I hope I, not. Because I want to be on that winning boat. Right, of course. <laughs> right. right. Exactly. <laughs> and, and just, you know, that, that style of hockey back then was somewhat, obviously not somewhat, was very unique in the Broad Street Bullies. You know, that uh, that it was not, it was just the tough and no Nobody wanted to play you guys because mm. you had Dave Schultz and you had, you know, Moose DuPont and you had Bob Kelly and Don Selesky and all, all oh. these animals out there, right? Yeah. Yeah. We, um, yeah, we had a good team. We had, you know what? Look, we had a great coach in Fred Sherrill. Okay. And um, we had great players. We had great um, crowd, you know, a great city. The place was packed all the time. The crowd reacted to all the good stuff that we did on the ice. Or just, just you know, just a, uh, you know, just, just incredible. Yeah. You know? Didn't Fred Shiro get? Did he get kidnapped in Atlanta? What was that story? There was remember like during the playoffs, like he disappeared, and, and I thought there was like a story that someone well, kidnapped that, him or something. That's a um, that's his story. I don't think he got kidnapped. You never heard that story? No, he claimed Freddy, that he did. Yeah, Freddie was a good fighter when he was younger. Right. So um, so it was funny because every time we played on the road, right, and um, it was a rule with the team. If Freddie showed up in the bar, yeah, I was drinking then. I don't drink anymore. But anyway, if Freddie would show up in the bar before we did, we opened the door and Freddie was there close the door and we had to go somewhere else hmm. and if a player was there and Freddie walked in he did the same thing so at the end of the game you know one guy would don't dress real fast didn't take a shower and boom, took off you know for the bar so Freddie never <laughs> had a chance for that. <laughs> smart hey uh, Bernie talking about the Broad Street Bullies uh, I know you didn't get into too many skirmishes but w- were there times where you'd want to skate down the ice and join the fray yep yeah, they. Um, I remember when I played for Toronto, they um, we had two minutes left in the playoffs against uh, the Rangers, and um, that big brawl broke up in their in their zone. And Ed Jackaming was playing goal for um, the Rangers, good friend, great great friend of mine. And so I skated over with all the players, and Eddie grabbed me by the neck. He said, "I said, Eddie." I can breathe. Let me go. <laughs> he said, now I'm going to squeeze a little bit harder. <laughs> and then guess, guess what happened? It, it was, it's incredible. And um, Hatfield came in, took my mask, threw him in the stands. Huh. Think about this. Yeah. I had no mask left. Right. Wow. So Plount, uh, two minutes left. Plount was, you know, the backup. I mean, you know, uh, I was playing that game. So you had to finish the game. Then the next day, think about this. Somebody knocks at the door back in Toronto, right around 8 o'clock. I said, who the hell's there at 8 o'clock in the morning? It was a father with his son. Little kid was around 11 years old. I said, hey, hi, you know, what's going on? He said, the little kid said, oh, we watched your game last night, Mr. Perrant. We, and we saw you lost your mask. I'm a goaltender. You could use my mask if you Oh, want. how great and is that? Also, it gives me the goosebumps yeah. just talking about it. Well, and, and about your mask, Bernie, I, you know, when, when the Flyers won, beat the Bruins, I, one of the lasting memories for me was we got to see your face. You yeah. know, you always kept that mask on. Was, it, was that a superstition that you wouldn't take the mask off before you got off the ice? Well, 
I had to keep it on because if I didn't keep it on, I'd get so many phone calls. Well, know? that's true. The girls, the girls would be calling. They'd be lining up. He'd be mobbed, right? You can see the, they're lining up right here on the dock here. But yeah. John, I remember you know John yeah. and I are the same age, Bernie, and you know when uh, we were you know, like ten years old or so, almost ten when uh, you guys won, and and I just remember thinking, "There's Bernie. There he is." You yeah, know, it is, was really yeah. cool for a fan to say, "Wow, that's what he looks like." Yeah, oh, we yeah. we had the record that uh, you know. Gene Hart, the Flyers have won the Stanley Cup. The yeah. Flyers have won. It's just, oh. yeah. I mean, yeah. Every, and anyone our age uh, or whatever in that era, just what an exciting time. And absolutely. And, and what I love about it is that, like, for our 2018, uh, Charlie Manuel doesn't have to buy a beer anymore or, or anything, right? Yeah. He goes into a restaurant or bar, uh, and people just, Philadelphians love, I mean, you'll, who, who made the quote, something, you, uh, you walk together in infamy? Mm-hmm. Uh, Red Shiro. Right. Yeah. yeah. And Win today and we'll walk together, we'll walk together forever. forever. Walk forever. forever. Yeah. And yep. I love the fact that you guys all, you know, for the most part, most of you guys are still in the area. Yeah. Right. Joe Watson, yep. Jimmy Watson, yourself. I mean, there's Kelly a lot. Kelly. Bob Kelly. Right. Schultz and a lot of guys. I take them out fishing once, uh, once a summer. Yeah. They're a little bit scary, you know. Maybe somebody might fall, fall off, you know, <laughs> overboard. Well, they're used to the ice like, being, the water being frozen. I hey, thought there could be a fight no, on the boat or something. No, and then they fall in, and then we keep on fishing, <laughs> and we're 80 miles offshore. It's good night, Irene. <laughs> <laughs> Would you guys fish when, uh, as a club, back in the day, Bernie? I know when you were living in Canada. Uh, oh yeah, Alaskan or uh, or uh, you know the the I just came from Alaska, and we were eating the Alaskan salmon. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I guess. You We'd all get together and, and do some fishing up there, too. Oh, yeah. Huh? Yeah, we did. We did join, uh, you know, when I played for Niagara Falls. Yeah. Okay. And um, I shared the duties with um, Doug Favell. Yeah. Remember Doug? Yeah. Sure. And, um, and we, um, you know, we won, well, we won the Memorial Cup, you know, the second year, which, uh, which was, you know, was awesome. And um, we did we did so many things. Niagara Falls was a beautiful place, you know. Yeah. And I don't know if you ever been there, but oh, yeah. if you have haven't people, you haven't you have to go you have to go there. It's a beautiful beautiful place, and uh, the freedom you know the fun we had was uh, was incredible. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yep. How, how about yeah. back then? Did you uh, in the, uh, during the seventies? Were you tight with the other sports teams? Did you hang out with Mike Schmidt and Larry Bowe and Greg Lazinski? Did you guys know each other? Because right, it, it seems like right now in this day and age, like a lot of the teams are supporting everybody else. Bryce Harper will go over to the Flyers games or will go over to the Eagles games. Reese Hoskins, we have a bunch of guys. Was it was it kind of that community as well? Well, we did, but not as much as today. Like you said, you know, today is a um, a uh, which uh, it's a shame because you look back and. And and you look at the team, they, you, you know the, the team the Phillies had was was incredible. Mm-hmm. And I always refer, and um, in the old days when Boa was playing, um, Mike Schmidt and um, um, what's his name, Luzinski, Craig, yeah, the bull, the bull, and all those guys. That was uh, just uh, you know they they had a great team, but also 
um, personality-wise, they were just people just love love those guys. Yeah, what a year that was, 1980. Uh, everybody went to the finals. You know, I guess the uh, Phillies were the only team to win that year. But uh, I always think, Bernie, yeah, if you, you ever watch a baseball game and and look at the catcher position, because I always think the two most dangerous uh, positions I think in sports are, are goalie and catcher. But I, I think you would have been a good catcher if you played uh, if you played baseball. No. Well, depends on the pitcher. That's <laughs> yeah, right. No, but if the pitcher's wild, you'd be able to yeah, snag yeah. everything. You'd block everything, yeah. Bernie. You know. Yeah. Yeah. They. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a good question. It's a good question. They. Um, I love baseball. Number one, you know, it's, it's a great sports, and um, you know, it's exciting, especially when. Let's talk about in today's world. You know, the um, the excitement they have. You know the hitters that they have, and um, it's just, it's just. I'm glad that the Harper is coming back. You know, and um, what a great leader, what a great individual, and the rest of the team. You know, they're um, they're awesome, well coached, and you know what? You know what? In addition to this, you have forty five thousand people at the game. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's, that's what gets you going. And I guess like back in your day, uh, the leader, you know, Clarky is obviously the captain, right? But he was probably more the quiet leader, right? And yep. then, and then you had like Joe Watson, nope. who might have been more which, which, the, not the quiet leader. Which, <laughs> Joe could have sang an opera. <laughs> the, um, Bill Barber was quiet, right? Yeah, uh, Bill, Reggie Leach, quiet. Rick. Yeah, uh, uh, Reggie. No, was uh, you had those moments. Okay. You know? But not like me or, you know, <laughs> Bob Kelly or whatever. Yeah, we, yeah. You know, we had, you know, we had fun in the in the dressing room. What we what we did, like I explain this to the people. What we did was always we close the door without the coach, you know, anybody else, just the players. And then once in a while, we all went around and say what's wrong and what's right with the team, mm-hmm. you know, and be honest, you know. And then we found the. Mm. We work on the weaknesses, and we knew what we knew what the strengths were. And then they made us a um, a team. Yeah. And and you know what? I share this with with people. If you want to succeed in life, doesn't mean just in sports. In life in general, you have to be part of a team. You can't succeed on your own. Yep. You have to be part of a team. And when when you're in sports, of course, you know you don't win like you say the last two games. The two Stanley Cups were won by shutouts. Well, you don't have a shout-out, you know, they, um, by yourself. You have a shout-out because you have a good team. Eh, Joe Watson, maybe. But they, um, <laughs> no, but they, I'm um, just kidding. I love Joe. But, uh, but you do this as a team, you know. And life in general is that way. Surround yourself with a good team. Start dreaming and bingo, then it happens. Was was Joe as mean to the uh, to the players as he was to me when I first played uh, in for the Flyers <laughs> alumni? Because yeah. Bernie, I played the first game of the Flyers alumni. Joe was nice enough to invite me to play, and I'm the only non-NHL guy on the on the team. And my first uh, shift, the puck comes up the boards. I'm playing left wing, and it glances off my stick. Now I'm going to still get the puck because the defenseman had backed out, and <laughs> I'm already nervous. And I hear from the bench, Joe going, "You blink it, blink it, blink it, blink it, blink, get that blink it, blink it." Blank a blank, and I'm already, you know, nervous enough now. It just certainly didn't help me. And, and Joe was loud enough to do it. Yeah, I, I love Joe. Uh, and is yeah. there anybody love Joe Watson? Is there anybody who's got a, a stronger handshake than Joe Watson? Oh no, no, he's a. Um, you know what? He is. Here's, here's a prime example: a team player. You know, and Joe was the um, the team player on defense. You know, he um, smart. Quickly here, when when they. You know, learn to play play goal behind behind Joe was his philosophy was always we had good communication. 
play, he would play the man. This is why the game has changed today. He said he would play the man, okay? Now, if you're in front of me here, and your left-hand shot, nine out of ten times, most of the time, ten out of ten, the shot will go to my love uh, uh, The blocker. The blocker, because that's where the opening was. If it was a right-hand shot, then... The shot will go on the glove side. All those things, you know, you, you have to pay attention. And Joe was a, a good teacher of that. Now. He would force something one way that you knew was coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. And you then know, he, today, quickly, and today you look you look at the goalies. And all the goalies in National Hockey League, not one or two, all the goalies are wearing the same pads. Okay? And... I, you know what, I don't mind sharing this publicly because because it affects me the way the boys are playing today. They're good goalies, don't misunderstand me. But the pads are so stiff that they can't move their feet sideways. Mm. So if there's a shot on the ice, if they don't drop to their knees, it goes in automatically. So that's why when the shot is taken, they always drop to to their knees mm. with 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 the legs spread out a little bit. So so if there's a shot is on the ice, then they they make the save. And, and sports change. Obviously, you know our guys, the guys like Bull and Schmidt and all these guys. I'm sure they're watching the game and they're seeing how the game has changed in baseball, just different styles. And for you, you were one of the last stand-up goalies, right? And then mm-hmm. then Patrick Waugh, I'm not sure who started, but everyone remembers Patrick Waugh with the butterfly saves and everything, right? But but you were more the stand. You were one of the last of the stand-up. Yeah, Bullies. yeah, yeah. But the difference is, in those days, they have the cho- They had a choice to drop to their knees or stand and use their feet. Prime example was Tony Esposito. Mm-hmm. Tony was had the butterfly style that you call, but he could always stand up. And Glenn Hall was the same way. They could always stand up and use their feet if they had to. You know, but today you can't. You don't have the options. This is why your goalies now almost have to be six six. Mm, right. Because by the time they drop to their knees, they become uh, five six. You know? <laughs> right, mm-hmm. right, right. Yeah, you know, a yeah. big difference. You had a great moment at Citizens Bank Park. Um, talk about that day when uh, you came back uh, as part of the alumni for the Winter Classic. Yeah, they. Um, hey, you know, it was um, it, it was cool. It was cool to step on the ice. You know, and we had how many people? Yeah, we had forty-five thousand or so. Forty-five thousand, and. Um, and, and then I looked a little bit. Somebody threw stuff at me on the ice. Mm. Yeah, because they didn't like the way I was moving. And, um, and the one guy, now I look back, looks like him. <laughs> Who's John throwing a battery? Sure. 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 <laughs> but anyway. It's my anyway, brother. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Dollar <laughs> bill. Yeah. Nobody was, Bernie. <laughs> Fact is, first of all, no. you must have been nervous, I would oh, think. Yeah. Yeah. Second of all, I was crying like a baby i was i had tears in my eyes to see you come back on the ice burning i just I, it was one of the greatest the greatest what, moments it cool it and was then, and then at the end with um ron duguay yeah yeah duguay, like a yeah. minute to go or whatever he comes on on the breakaway i said oh my god <laughs> why why is, is this you weren't happening? saying ooh la la right no That's no right. no and you know he came down and shot on me on purpose i yeah, could yeah. tell he shot on purpose and um before the, um, the referee grabbed the puck, I, I grabbed, I hugged him, and I said, "Why'd you do this?" I knew what he did, right? He said, "Quite." I mean, oh, sorry. He said, "People would have shot me if I would have." It's true. You know, you know what's the greatest thing, Tom? Is I'm um, just thinking about this. Is you know, Philadelphia can be a tough town, as we've seen. You know, with, yes. with everything that's going on. 
but it can be, and it is, the greatest sports fans in the, in the country, right? Or yep. I, I yes, could almost say in the world. So, but think about it. Like, it is a, t- a very scrutinizing fan base. So, very rare is it where somebody probably has never been booed. I'm sure it might have happened, but I'm going to, but think about it. Dr. J, I can't imagine, you know, ever been booed. Nope. Bernie, my guess is never been booed, wow. right? Uh, Chase Utley, Right? Yeah. Maybe, I don't think right? So. Maybe, you know, but probably not, right? Yeah. So there's certain beloved athletes. I'm trying to think of the Eagles. Who would be the most beloved Eagle? Uh, Wilbur Montgomery. Well, uh, Reggie. <laughs> Reg- Reggie White. Going Reggie. back some years, Chuck Bednarik. Chuck but, Bednarik, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but Bernie, I think you're in that kind of that. Uh, and I don't think Bobby Clark, you know, also, because everyone loves yeah, his every, story and sure. his leadership and all that. No doubt. Uh, so the, you know, the, you're in that small group that is almost just that legendary Mount Rushmore. That's what Mount we're Rushmore of mm-hmm. Philadelphia, which has got to be pretty cool. Yeah, it's, a, it's just it's just incredible. And, and when you look at this, I'll show you the first ring we got. Now, okay, next year, think about this. Now, next year will be 50 years. Wow! Since we won the first cup, <laughs> 50 years. Yeah, and, you, and look at you. You yeah. look great. And. Um, and not that for a hundred years old. Yeah. But, but well, Tom you know, says I, there's three phases in life: youth, middle age, yeah. and looking good. Yeah, 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 yeah. looking good phase. <laughs> no, but anyway, the um, um, I'm trying to set that up with um, Snyder Hockey, which represents you know Ed Snyder, yep. Holbert, to bring the Stanley Cup back in Philly and have a big a big party, you know, mm. and um, uh, get together with with the people to remember. Think about this. It's incredible how fast life goes. 50 years ago already. Crazy. It's hard to believe. I remember where I was, John. I remember <laughs> I was too young to go to the parade, so my mom took us uh, out to the local place, and somebody threw a rock through our window. Is that right? Fact, yeah. Driving down up Old York Road. Hey, yes. wait a second. Did you make the save? <laughs> yeah, I didn't have my mask on. I think it caught me right in the head. Hey. Oh, that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Bernie, and, hey, Bernie, I remember, too, uh, you wrote a book, uh, you know, came out back in the day, and I, once, I tell you, talking about lessons, and you are giving us some life lessons too but one of the things that really got me and I remember it from I mean Bernie I was 10 years old I'm reading your book but uh, you were always accountable they said after every game that we lost that you you know and you were the goaltender you'd come in the locker room and you'd say boys that was that was on me that was my fault yeah. uh, you know how important is that especially well, as, as a teammate it was important to say this in front of people but when the door was closed, it wasn't my fault. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Who, who, who is the who is this? Blame Joe Watson. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> who is the scariest skater? When they came down the ice, you did not want to face their shot, like Bobby Hull or somebody. Who is who is the most intimidating yeah. player? Last, when they're coming down that ice, you're like, oh man. Last year, we um, I got the pleasure to meet. Bobby Hall again before before he passed away, and um, he was in a wheelchair, and he looked at me, waved at me, come on over, give me a big hug, and um, and I remember my first game against um, National Hockey League, because my goal, and I shared this with with people. Hopefully, we have some young kids listening here. I shared this with people, you know, visualize, you know, and. And if, if criticism comes along, push that aside and keep moving towards your passion, you know. And my passion was to play the National Hockey League. Uh, think about this. So I ha- went to Boston training camp. I was 20 years old. And, um, and then they sent me to um, Oklahoma 
you know, the farm team. But still, I didn't want to be there. My passion was the National Hockey League, National Hockey League constantly. Five weeks later, the two goalies, Jerry Cheevers and Johnson, got hurt. Something, something they couldn't play, so they called me up. Okay, think about this. My first game was in Chicago against Bobby Hulse and Mikito and all those guys, and I was 20 years old. And, and I'll never forget Bobby Hull with, you know, big shoulders, mm-hmm. curved blade, you know, big smile on his face, would come across the blue line between the blue line and the circle. He would bind up, and I said, please, Lord, let him score. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let it hit me. You know what? His shot was 120 miles an yeah, hour. Yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? That's, That's it. the most dangerous. Hey, hey. If he scored that book, go and shake his hand. Good shot, buddy. Yeah. Would you st- step in front of that shot, John? No. no. Uh, you couldn't no. catch me playing goalie. I did oh, play God. lacrosse goalie a little bit, but uh, very rarely. <laughs> so. Uh. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. Well, well Tom, you want to set it up? Yeah, well, John, uh, every week, uh, Bernie, he always works on a quiz. And uh, he's got a quiz about your life. We have some theme music. Should we play the theme music? Yeah, we could play the theme music, and then afterwards we'll tell him what he was going to win. All right, here is our theme music, Bernie. Here it comes. Thanks for the visit. Let's get down to business. Now here's your chance to show how much you really know. He might get grumpy if he can't stop you with Brazier's Quiz. There is our uh, theme music. Isn't that a beautiful yeah. song, oh, Bernie? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> you know what? I could listen to this the whole day long. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're a big fan of Skip Denenberg. So, that's right. All right, Bernie, you have to get, there's eight questions, okay? It's multiple choice about your life, right? Listen, I'm French now. That's <laughs> six, seven, eight. Eight yes, questions, yes, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you have to get six out of eight, and uh, if you get six out of eight, uh, even if you don't get six out of eight, but we'll say if you get six out of eight, uh, I know you've got some grandkids. Uh, the fanatic has promised he'll sign some books to some of your grandkids. Oh, awesome. To all of your grandkids. Yep. Assuming you don't have more than 35. Uh, I have 120. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had an exciting life. <laughs> Lost count, John. Lost count. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Bernie, are you ready for the quiz? Yes. Shoot. All right. Uh, I'll even Hold let- on a second. Shoot. Score. Score. Joe Watson, I need your help. Go ahead. Uh, that's the other thing, too. Not to be able- called. Before they, but you know, we've also been blessed by some of the greatest announcers in all mm. time: Harry Callis and Merrill Merrill Reese, and you know Gene Hart. That's what we grew up with, Gene yep. Hart. And what a great announcer he was! Yep. You know, yeah. just he can't. Gene was the best. Just Gene, a legendary. Gene, Gene was um, was the best. It was my uh, best friend in Philly. Mm. What a great individual! And then his daughter. Got, uh, Lauren Hart, yeah. He, Lauren, yeah. He must, he'd be so proud that we she's singing. You know, well, Gene was an opera singer, wasn't he? He, he was. Um, I thought he was an I, opera I, singer I back. I think so, yeah. yeah. So yeah. obviously, he's, he's, yeah. great got, voice. 
All right, Bernie, no, ready? Shoot. Question number one. I will even let you on one of the questions if you have no idea and you need Tom as your lifeline because he doesn't know these questions. I, I don't do know if me. I know Bernie's life as much as Bernie knows his All life, right. but go ahead. You are I'm, from, you are, help. You are yeah. question number one, you are from Rosemont, Quebec, mm-hmm. right? A suburb of Montreal, which I love Montreal, by the way, and I'd love to see baseball come back to Montreal. Uh, which of these celebrities was not born in Montreal? Three of them were born in Montreal. One was not. You got to tell me which one was not. Okay. Well, if you give me the name. Well, I'm going to give oh, you the names yeah, right here. Yeah. Ready? William Shatner, Michael J. Fox, Peter Sellers, and Leonard Cohen. I don't know if you know Leonard Cohen's a singer-songwriter. Well, the four of them weren't born. <laughs> they weren't born? No. They weren't born in... in um... No, three of them were. Three of them were born in, in Montreal. Really? One was not. Oh. William Shatner, Michael J. Fox, Peter Sellers, Leonard Cohen. Oh well, you want yeah. to, you, can, you can use a lifeline help. I have you, I have to mention one name, right? One more. Can you um, give me the name again? Give me that list. Michael again. Shatner or <laughs> William Shatner. You know he's uh, yeah. on Star Trek. Michael J. Fox, Peter Sellers, or Leonard Cohen. First one. William Shatner, Peter Sellers. Sorry. Peter Sellers. Yeah, William Shatner is from Montreal. You know, you mentioned the uh, Expos, John. It gets easier, Bernie. <laughs> it yeah, gets easier. Yeah, thanks. Ma- the Expos <laughs> came. Uh, I guess. Let's see. They came in the, like the mid '60s, I think. But so when when they came to Montreal, were you in tune to that, Bernie? That uh, baseball was coming to Montreal, or not really? Yeah. Oh uh-huh. yeah. Was yeah. That, that? The Expos. Yeah. 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 They were great, man. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Great team. And Exciting. I know our players love going to, on road trips to Montreal, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Beautiful yeah. city. Great city. Yep. Yeah. Right. Question number two. It gets easier, and this is more hockey. Okay. As you mentioned, you said it earlier. You won the OHA championship and the Memorial Cup in 1965. Right before playing with the Bruins, which one of these guys was not a teammate? So three of these guys were a teammate on that team. One was not. Guys, you're gonna have to go back in the time machine. Go ahead, shoot. All right. So one's a fake name, and three are real teammates. Don Marcotte, Jacques LaBelle, Jean Pronovost, Derek Sanderson. Okay, Sanderson was Pronovo was. What and are and the it sounded Don Marcotte and Jacques LaBelle. Jacques Lebel. <laughs> Jacques Lebel's. I made that. You made that. I in? made that name up. That's just a Canadian name you made up. I just made it up. Right. Jacques, <laughs> it's it's Jim the Beautiful. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Jacques is Jim. Right. So so yeah. So I um I won that one. You did. You you're did. you're one for two. All right. Yep. Uh, in your first year with the same theme, in your first year with the Flyers was sixty seven sixty eight, which was not a teammate that year. Okay. Which was not a teammate. Andre Lacroix. Well, I know you weren't. <laughs> I was not. Okay. I was not. <laughs> Andre Lacroix. Andre yeah. Lacroix, Larry Zidel, Lou Angotti, Philippe Aumont. Aumont. Yeah. <laughs> Philippe Aumont was a pitcher, pitcher on the Phillies. The Phillies. <laughs> from, from Canada. Yeah. From, from Quebec. Yeah. Hey John, we yeah. didn't even talk about, I mean, Bernie, that was the first year the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, I guess the crowds probably weren't that... Uh, it, it took a while I, for the, the city oh yeah, to... I remember playing, playing in front of... Um, 2,500 people yeah. at the Spectrum. And and you know what? The, um, were you alive then? Yes. The yes. 65? Yes. Because I remember Barely. even then at 2,500, people threw stuff at me on the ice <laughs> for a bad game. <laughs> and I swear that guys looked just like you. You looked just like John. 2,500 guys that looked like you, John. I was two months old, Bernie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I had the arm back then. You didn't have the arm? <laughs> I didn't have the arm back then. All right. We, we're, this one's about our buddy Joe Watson. Yeah. How many goals 
did Joe Watson score in his 11 years with the Flyers? How many Ooh. goals did Joe Watson score in his 11 years with the Flyers? Was Joe. it 52, 19, 36, 22? 52. No, 36. Really? 36. That was mm. a tough one. That was oh. a tough one. All right. I think they do get easier. Uh, number five. Number five. Name the one American baseball player amongst the Canadians. So there's three Canadians, one American that are, that are playing now. Yeah. Okay. Freddie Freeman, Brandon Marsh, Joey Votto, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Oh, wow. Only one is an American now, that group? Only one's an American. Ah, Freddie that? Freeman, Brandon Marsh, Joey Votto, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. You can use a lifeline to Tom Burgoyne in this one if you want to help. Tom, you want some help, Bernie? The first one? Tom, So it's Freddie Freeman, Brandon Marsh, Joey Votto, or Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Who's the American? I'll go with Bernie on that one. Freddie Freeman. How well do you know our team? Is it Brandon Brad, Marsh? Brandon Marsh? Brandon Marsh. <laughs> yeah, that's I was going to say Brad Marsh. I'm in fire second. mode. Well, you didn't help out there. Said, that's what we said, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we said Brandon Marsh. Right. You there. know what? I misunderstood. Yeah, the, you yeah. are right. Yeah. You got that. All I'm right. going to go against Bernie. Come no. on. <laughs> All right. During the 1973-74 season, Dave Schultz had 348 penalty minutes. Who was second on the team with 216 Okay, second to Dave Schultz in that 73-74 season in penalty minutes. Was it Bob Kelly, Gary Dornhofer, Don Seleski, or Andre DuPont? Ed Van Imp. Ed Van Imp. No, it wasn't Ed Van Imp. It wasn't Ed Van Say this again. Say the Who names. was second in penalties? Was it Bob Kelly, Gary Dornhofer, Don Seleski, or Moose DuPont? Oh, that's between Kelly and DuPont. You're on the right track. Yeah. I'll use uh, Kelly. What do you say? I was going to say Moose. Uh, we'll, we'll go. We'll go with that one. Andre Dupont is correct. Yeah, moose. moose. There you go. All right, Bernie. that's what I said. You missed. Yeah, that's, yeah. And I, I was his lifeline on that <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, sure. How many? I don't. I never know whether people, players in any sport, know their stats. Right. So, do you know how many career wins you had? I can. I'm going to give you a multiple choice. Two seventy or something. Wow. You got it. Two seventy one. Two seventy one. All right. You didn't Perfect. even need multiple choice in that one. Oh uh, God. So I think you're you've already qualified, but we're going to give you one last one because I'm looking at your boat, right, right yep. in the water. Yeah. Beautiful. But what's the name of the boat? The Italian. And wait, wait a second. It used to be called like you said. The used to be the French connection. French connection. So now it's the Italian. Now, now I got married. It became the Italian, the Italian French, French connection. connection. Wow, that's right. Smart Good man, Bernie. Yeah, very smart. Happy, <laughs> happy wife, happy life, right, Bernie? Yeah. <laughs> All right. You are a fisherman, right? Yes. What is the fastest fish in the seas? The fastest fish. In fact, it has been clocked at seventy miles an hour. Well, one thing for sure, it's not you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe your daughter, John. She's a, a good swimmer. Yeah. All right, name her. All right, what is the fastest fish at 70 miles an hour? Is it a swordfish? Is it a wahoo? Is it a sailfish? Or is it a black marlin? So swordfish, wahoo, wahoo sailfish, black marlin. What wahoo. Are you, what are you going, Tom? I like wahoo. Uh, sailfish. Oh. Sailfish has clocked at 70 miles per hour. That's a pretty fast fish. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I was say barracuda, but... Oh, uh, you, know why? you know why I said wahoo? Because we don't kill, uh, catch sailfish here. They're down south. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The wahoo are like down there. Florida, but, but we have wahoo and the whole bit. Wahoo, these, they, they'll swim um, 45, 50 miles an hour. Yeah, and they can also consume twice their weight in uh, water. Mm -hmm. uh, because, wahoos? Yeah, because that's the, the nickname of University of Virginia is the Wahoos, and that's because back then it used to be a big party school and they could drink twice their weight in beer. Here's an, here's an idea. <laughs> How about that? I'll, I'll take you guys out fishing, okay? Yes. We'll go offshore 70 miles out, 
and um, we'll see who's fastest. The Wahoo. <laughs> yeah, the Wahoo. Yeah. John Brazier, Wahoo. Yeah. John, how about if it's John Brazier versus Tom Burgoyne? Well, yeah. That could work. That could work. Oh, uh, God. Well, this I, should we be wrapping it up, John? We could be out here all day. We got a doubleheader today, John. We do. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, hey, that was fun. Eh? Yeah, it was a I lot of fun. It. We yeah. really appreciate you joining us, uh, Bernie, and letting Always us come pleasure, over. Bernie. Yeah, thanks, and then Bernie. And this is will go down as the best setting we've ever had for a podcast interview. Best I view mean, we've ever had. Look at this, Tom. We're going to get a picture and actually put it on the something. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Where are we going to put it, Tom? Uh, well, I'll put know, it on my hey, Facebook listen, post. You have promised me one thing. Don't put it. In the bathroom or something. In the something. bathroom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Only, <laughs> right. <laughs> Only the lady in, on, in South Philly can do that. <laughs> All right. Hey, Bernie, thanks again. And, All right, uh, guys. We'll be uh, ready to see you next time, right, John? Yep. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. And we'll see you next time on Philly's right. Backstage.